This is the Health Rebels podcast hosted by me, Steve Hicks. And I'm here to give you a fresh new perspective on what health and fitness really should be. Let's be honest, every facet of the modern lifestyle is pushing us towards a default of being unhealthy and unhappy. I wanna empower you to rebel against all the noise so you can steal back control over your health and happiness. So if you're ready to be a health rebel, let's dive in. Unfortunately, when it comes to exercise, people fall into one camp or the other. And I think for most people, what we should do is we should dance in both camps. Now, what are those two camps? The way I see most exercise plans is you have you have two options. You can have a specialized exercise plan or you can have a generalized exercise plan. And to give some examples of that, let's let's start off with the generalized because it's the easiest one to conceptualize. A generalized workout plan is kind of like at the gyms with the group fitness classes, right? You're going in, you're going to do kind of a random assortment of exercises that change up. They're they're different every time. They're they're just kind of random. You can get a wide variety of movements. You can get a wide variety of exercises. You can get a wide variety of stimulus during these generalized workouts. But they're generalized, right? They're a little bit random and sometimes random workouts can create random results. Now on the polar opposite of this is specialized workouts. These are very specific exercises typically designed for a very specific outcome, right? Uh, we can think about, you know, if you, we think about programs like, like bodybuilding programs where, you know, there's very specific exercises that you repeat in a weekly fashion and, you know, you progress those exercises in a very deliberate fashion and you make a very specific outcome, right? So if you're thinking like a bodybuilding program of trying to get bigger arms or bigger chest, you're going to do bench press, you're going to do bicep curls, and then the next week you're going to do bench press and you're going to do bicep curls. And it's it's very specific with that very specific outcome in mind. Now, you may be thinking by by listening to this that one sounds better than the other, and I don't think that's very fair. I think... In the decision of the balance between specialized and generalized exercise, we have to kind of discuss what our goals are, right? And we have to discuss how specialized and specific our goals are. Some people have very specific goals. The examples I always give is like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Russell Wilson, right? You can think they have very specific goals. Arnold had that very specific goal of being the Mr. Olympia. Russell Wilson has a very specific goal of trying to be the NFL's best quarterback. And they have very specific elements that they're going to work on. There's a lot of stories back in the 70s and 80s of Arnold trying to work on his calves because he thought his calves were his weak spot. So he did a lot of targeted calf exercises. Russell Wilson, I don't know specifically what he might need to work on. Maybe it's arm strength to throw the ball further. So he's going to do exercises specifically targeting throwing the ball further or maybe throwing it a little bit faster. And so he'll do exercises designed for that. If you have a very, very specific goal, you're probably going to do a lot more specific exercise recommendations. 
But what about the other side of the spectrum? You know, I like to use this fictional representation of a character I call Retired Ralph. Retired Ralph's biggest goal is just to use it so you don't lose it, right? Use it or lose it, he doesn't want to lose it, right? He's just happy to be up and moving again. People his age don't get to that benefit. So he's, he's excited. He just, wants to, he just wants to move. And in that case, generalized exercise, just doing stuff for the sake of doing it is fantastic, Right? So his workout program's probably going to be very, very heavy on the generalized. There's not a specific thing to work towards, so you just get the person to work. Now, the biggest problem I find is where people do one more than the other when they should be doing the opposite. Right? A lot of times people go into the gyms and they have a fairly specific goal, or at least they think they do. They have that specific goal of trying to lose weight, of trying to work on their tummy, of trying to tone up their muscles. And then they spend all of their time in generalized workouts, right? They go to all the group classes. They do all the random workouts and then they get frustrated that they get random results or random outcomes. On the other side, there are people that want to just feel good, want to feel happy, want to feel like they can move. And they'll do a lot of repetitive specialized workouts. They'll get a lot of muscle soreness and then they won't feel very good. They'll they'll get some type of results. They'll get some type of changes that, you know, their their personal trainer buddy might like or that their their gym fanatic buddy might like, but they don't really care because now they feel like crap. So really what we want to do is we want to figure out what your goal is, how specific is your goal, and then balance the ratio between the two. And I do think there should be a balance between the two. I know oftentimes people get very specific exercise programs. I like to throw in some of those generalized workouts in. Because if we look at the specialized workouts, as I mentioned a few times, they are very repetitive, right? You're only going to get good at what you do. And with specialized workouts, there is a very limited, a very finite amount of movements or options that you're going to do in any particular workout program, which means everything you don't do, you're not going to get better at. You're not going to be capable at. What I like about generalized workouts is not only the the variety, the mental stimulus, which is really, really great and really awesome. But you also get a wide variety of physical stimulus. You get a lot wider motions. You get more angles. You get different unique movements, right? It gives you more. It fills in the blanks that the specialized workouts do. So my recommendations for people, and when I create personalized workout plans for people, when I create that custom personalized plan for people based on a few different factors. The biggest one is specificity of goal. Then it comes into availability. Availability, talking about schedule and resources. Um, A lot of people are working out at home. Most of my clients are working out at home right now. If I give them something that requires big gym equipment, that's just, they're not available for that, right? So specificity of goal, availability, time and equipment availability. And then finally, personal preferences, things that people like. If you don't like it, you're not going to do it. 
So those three things, when I make personalized workout plans, is what I try to balance. And depending on where they fall on the specificity of their goal, that'll determine how specific their workout plan has to be versus how many generalized workouts I give them. So I would be, I'd be curious for you, how specific is your goal? And does your workout plan match that? If you have a specific goal, but you're doing a bunch of random YouTube videos, I got bad news for you. You're not working towards that specific goal. And if you're a little bit more loose, if you're just kind of wanting to feel, use the body, love the body, feel good in the body, but you're doing a lot of repetitive motions on your joint and on your connective tissues, are you being too specific in your exercise recommendations? It's, it's questions to ponder. And if you're unsure of how to design a workout for yourself based on your goals, based on your experience, based on your availability, and based on your personal preferences, you can offload that responsibility. That's one of the greatest values of online coaching is having someone doing the thinking process on your behalf and guiding you through that process and helping you understand how these selections were made so that you always feel empowered to be in control of your own health and happiness. And, you know, kind of using this idea to make radical individualization is a great way for a health rebel to break free from common standards. And that's what we do here at the Health Rebel Podcast, is we break free from common standards, as well as the other components of the Health Rebel's Oath. And that's all I got for you today. So until I see you back here tomorrow for another episode of the Health Rebels podcast, you know what to do. Keep the oath. Hey, thanks for listening to that episode of the Health Rebels podcast. Before you run off, I want to let you know about a free resource available for you. I do have a free Facebook community where I do daily live chats with other Health Rebels, provide more information, host group challenges, provide support, and just generally try to put more positivity on your newsfeed instead of the typically toxic political hate that we get surrounded by already. If you're not already in the Health Rebels Training Camp Facebook group, I'll tell you what, I'll sweeten the deal. When you join the Facebook group, I'll send you a free digital copy of my Health Rebels Pocketbook Guide. This little book highlights some of the hidden forces that have conspired against our health and happiness and gives you two powerful tools to fight back. You can join the Health Rebels training camp group by visiting www.facebook.com slash groups slash health rebels. That's an S after both groups and health rebels. Or by checking out the show notes, you can also search on Facebook for Health Rebels training camp. I hope to see you inside.